Yeah. That's what people do in court. And they get off. <laughs> hey, hey, welcome back to another episode of Unapologetically Black, Never Broken, Always Empowered. I am Brittany, joined by Rich and Dre, my co-host. How y'all feeling? Gang. <laughs> Awesome. Um, and we are being joined today by Cece and Wendell, who are the creators of HBCU Con. Super excited to talk to you guys about that and get into that. But before we get started, we always start with a mental health check-in. So I'm actually going to start with you, Cece. How are you feeling? How's your week been so far? Wow. I didn't expect to get called out like this. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm doing all right. It's a lot of transition well actually it's the dust is kind of settling from a lot of transition i should say because i you know we did the con we did the kickstarter because that was its own thing and then the con and then um in that interim i started a new job and had you know a lot going on with that training and big projects and stuff so but i'm good i'm feeling pretty good that's good that's good I'm I'm well. Um, I guess since you kicked it back, yeah. Uh, <laughs> today, so today we took the kids to the pool. We had a really chill, relaxing summer day, um, which was nice. I am getting ready to start a new job this week, so this was kind of my last little hurrah of being unemployed. Uh, <laughs> so yes, thank you. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a good week so far. I can't complain. Um, Wendell, how are you feeling? How's your week been? My week has been slow, and I, I say I say that for, I say that for um, for a reason because usually if I'm not making anything, it my week is kind of slow. Slow. I get sleepy real quick. <laughs> I get bored real quick. You can only watch but so much TV. <laughs> so um, yeah, it's it's been really slow. Um, I'm working on some stuff for some people, but they've been out of town, so. Tomorrow things will kick back up with you know with the commissions and things like that, and then prepping for um, the con that we'll be at this weekend. Mm -hmm. okay. That's good. Rich, how's the apartment search going? That's terrible. Let's just throw that out. <laughs> uh, and it's I got hit with a bombshell today. Like everyone at my dating store. They're leaving. Yeah, that's one of them. I have to rehire five new people for the entire store from the manager on down. So wow. uh, that was a shocker. Uh, but I'm, you know, I guess I'll figure out a way to, to get it done. Hopefully there's a lot of people in Dayton that need a job because if they, you know, if you're in Dayton and you need a job, please email me your resume and I'll definitely interview you uh, to get that done. Uh, other than that, uh, I know this think all it's sounds you're black. No, I'm sorry. I just said because you said that I was know. the reason why one of the other managers was so, saying. In, I believe in Columbus, that's the reason, right? Okay. But in Dayton, a lot of them are college kids. They go to uh, either Cincinnati, uh, CU, which is Cincinnati University, or they mm -hmm. go to any other college, right? And so mm -hmm. college is starting to start back up. So a lot of them want to focus more on classes and work. Gotcha. Understand. Just, wonder, just wondering. Uh, and I know it all sounds like bad stuff because I can't find an apartment. Everyone's quitting. Like, <laughs> but I'm, I'm relatively fine, uh, I guess. To have a problem like this, I guess, is good. I don't know. I could be broken, homeless. So, you know, that could be a thing. It, it definitely could be. It could be. It's not going to be, though. So, yeah. 
if I know anything about Rich. Oh, yeah. Broke and homeless will never be associated with Sir Richard McClellan. Never. I will be in jail before I become homeless. I'm telling you that right now. (laughs) (laughs) Dre. Write the title. Uh, Just got done spending a little bit of family time with my mom. So, like I said last week, it's always important. And I got some good news about my little brother. You know, he's taking his hygiene more seriously. If y'all got teenagers, y'all understand 13 is 15. I wasn't ready for the good news. (laughs) I didn't mean to laugh. (laughs) Holy shit. If you raise as many kids as I did, that teenage gap is frustrating as hell to stay hygienic. I just I, I wasn't ready for that. You say something like that. He got a job. He got accepted into school. I didn't know what age brother was, so I'm like, okay, cool. I just took a shower today. Yeah, you took a shower. That's funny. That is very funny. Um, Well, speaking of little brothers and just college and HBCUs in general, um, like I said, CC and Wendell are here. Um, They started or starting. Is this the first year, guys? Well, it depends on what you consider. It's our first live event was this okay. year. Um, we had our first virtual event last year. So 2021 was our first virtual event. And then we had a hybrid event mm-hmm. this year. Um, okay. Nice. Yeah. Um, but yes, the creators of HBCU Con, once again, welcome you guys. I guess mm-hmm. we can just kind of start off. You guys can just tell us a little bit about yourselves, what HBCU Con, what HBCU Con is. <laughs> Go ahead, Madam Madam President. All right. Well, um, of course, CC the Geek. Um, I've been cosplaying since 2015. Um, And it's funny funny enough, I don't even remember when I met. I think I met you at Dragon Con one day, or maybe Awesome. Um, Um, Huh? Damn. You know what? I'm like, because it's like all a blur now. Like, I've uh, known Lindo uh, Greater Philly. almost as long as I've been cosplaying. Yeah, it was either Greater Philly 2017 or Katsukon 2017. I feel like it was 2016 or 2017. Yeah. Somewhere in that ballpark. Because I know we I know we spent time talking 2017 at Greater Philly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And even then, well, before I had met, like, like since I had been going to conventions, I had conceptualized this idea of doing a con that kind of like celebrated HBCU culture. Like I didn't have a name for it at that point um, or nor did I really grasp the full scope of it. Like I was still kind of doing the Greek geek thing. So I wanted to incorporate, you know, D9 and um, other black Greek letter organizations or black fraternities and sororities in general into it. Um, But then I was like, well, that seemed too niche but I still wanted to like hone in on that a little bit, but I just didn't know where quite to go. And then right in that ballpark where I had met Wendell, um, I conceptualized HBCU Con, I wanna say towards the end of 2017. And then I got my EIN on January 2nd, 2018. Um, It was pretty much just me at that point and um, a mentor of mine by the name of Warren who helped me with the process of like getting my EIN. Um, And then somewhere around, like I had the website built, I was doing panels, pop-up events here and there. You know, it was so funny. Cause like, I was like, I ain't had a con, you know, for two (laughs) years into in, 
but I had a bomb website. Like everybody's talking <laughs> about a website was like one of the best con websites they'd ever seen. So I was like, well, at least I got that and the, the panels and stuff. And then um, 2019, was it 2019 you joined the team? 2019, yeah, so 2019 you asked so for, that question. Yep, so for a long time, um, well, I won't say for, I would say for about a year and a half to two years, mm-hmm. Warren was kind of like a placeholder as vice president because I needed a vice president to file articles of incorporation. Um, so I was like, all right, Warren, you know, I know that this ain't really your bag, but can you like just, <laughs> can you just be here <laughs> until I find the, the one? Um, and then Wendell just showed up and kind of like showed out. You know, he was always there, like when I needed him, whether it was tabling for stuff or helping me like delegate tasks to people. Um, Cause you know, I already had like a team of folks. We were just kind of like all over the, like all over the place a little bit, quite frankly. Um, like I was just trying to figure it out. Like I've never run my own business before. You know, this is all new to me. Um, I've done work in nonprofit and things like that, but so Wendell came through, showed up and showed out, and it just kind of hit me. Like something just told me that Wendell was the, the person. He never asked for it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even think he knew that it was like a thing that I needed. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I like was with you and Tyra and we were doing mm-hmm. a campus site visit. Um, and Tyra was already like doing a lot of stuff with social media. She's one of our, my mentees who went to Bowie State. Um, and she actually had coordinated her their own convention called OtakuCon. Like the students had their own little mini con at Bowie State back in 2019. And they asked me to be on the panel. So she was in the group and I asked her to do social media. And then I asked Wendell to be vice president. And um, he's pretty much been at my side ever since. Yep. And um, 2020, we were actually going to have our inaugural event on April 4th, but yeah. then you know, everything the just in life. <laughs> the <panini>. um, <laughs> so, you know, that was kind of what happened. Then we had to pivot. So it's like, all right, now we're doing virtual. So, you know, um, but yeah. Wendell's just kind of been with me every step of the way since since he's joined the team. Um, we have a really great team of folks too. I'm really, really proud of the team. Um, like everyone from people like I went to school with, like in college, or um, to you know folks who like we just met at the con. <laughs> like, Literally they showed up and volunteered because they saw us yeah. setting up, and they were students. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> um, so it's really, really cool. But Wendell, please, without further ado, I know I've been rambling. <laughs> oh, see, stop. Now this is this this is the facts about how it got started. Like January of 2019, CC uh put this question out on Facebook. She was like, "If you've attended an HBCU, uh, reach out to me." It's like, well, sh- yeah, I went to I went to Coppin State and I went That's to right. Howard. So, uh, yo, yeah, I went to Coppin. I went to Howard. We've already Thank talked you. a little bit. So, what's up? <laughs> and then she told me about HBCU. Con. I was like, okay, I'm in. <laughs> Before she even finished, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm in. And then we've we just been running strong since then. But um, my 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 biggest promise to her, even from the jump, was that uh, this is your vision, so I'm gonna make sure it happens. And that was be even before she said the, you know, she asked me to be vice president. I was like, this is your vision, and it's a sound one, so I'm gonna make sure it happens. And that's exactly what we've been doing. Yeah, I love right. it. Yeah, that's, that's good. 
CC, uh, you might have touched on it a little bit, but what inspired HBCU Con? Like, what, like, why HBCU Con? Why, why that? Okay. Well, first of all, I think that um, I wanted to find a way to pay homage to um, the Black nerd community, not just the Black nerd community, but also Black institutions um, as a whole. Because I feel like a lot of con there we have cons that celebrate like the Black nerd community or the blurred community, if you will. Um, but we didn't really have any that like that explicitly celebrated um, Black nerds and Black institutions. Um, and I grew up in a world where the two were never mutually exclusive. In fact, they were very much intertwined. Um, my parents went to HBCUs. My dad went to Bowie. <clears throat> my mom went to UDC. Um, my stepmother went to Grambling and got her master's at Virginia State. My aunt, my father's sister went to Bowie State um, and was Miss Bowie State University and also pledged Delta at Bowie State. So like it was always something that was really like deep rooted in my family. And my mom's a Star Trek fan. She named me after Star Trek. My dad's like into Star Wars. And my mom was always really big into like sci-fi. Even to this day, she's in the Game of Thrones. Like um, <laughs> all that stuff. She's really, you know, watch X-Files growing up and everything. Um, everything from X-Files to like New York Undercover. All yeah. that. So law <laughs> order, you know. Um, but yeah, that was just kind of like my life. <laughs> my life was nerdy and black as hell. <laughs> and I wanted to kind of take that experience. And I feel like my HBCU experience really uh, personified all of those things. Um, not only that, but just how I matriculated through the cosplay community, finding people who attended HBCUs or were part of these organizations, most of which were founded at HBCUs. Um, like, I didn't even know when to went to Coppin until I put the message out. And I was like, oh, shit. I was like, oh, you went to Coppin? Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's when it was like a light bulb. I was like, okay. Um, but yeah, that was kind of like the, the vibe I was on. And like I said, I had started with the Greeks and Geek thing. And then um, I juggled around with names. Oddly enough, I almost named it YardCon and then watched the Yard. You know, that's the name mm -hmm. of their. I was like, oh, that's what's up. Because I, and I was like, they're going to confuse me to watch the Yard. That's why, that's why I didn't do it. <laughs> um, but then it just hit me. I was like, HBCU Con, okay. And when I started juggling the name around with folks, um, you know, like people I trusted, like, what do you think about this idea? Um, and people really like liked it, you know? Yeah. So yeah, um, that's pretty much it. <laughs> so I, I have a question for both of you. Mm -hmm. um, as Well, I went to Howard mm -hmm. and Rich and Dre have not had an HBCU experience. Okay. So when you say, what is the HBCU experience that you're trying to harness into the con? What would you say that experience is to you? I, yeah, I'll go and Wendell, you pick up where I left yeah. off. Sure. Because um, that was something I wanted to touch on when I thought about it. And then you asked the question. So I'm like, great, she's going right into what I was going <laughs> to say. Um, but essentially what we wanted to provide was on one end for folks like us, it's that nostalgia of like, yo, this is what life was like when I was on the yard, blah, blah, blah. But then for the folks who didn't have that experience, it's like, this is your own experience personalized just for you. Um, so like, you know, consider it your own like campus or HBCU experience in that sense and giving you a taste of it, but through a geek lens. So that is the really dope part about it. And it gives a, a opportunity 
for folks, one, who went to different HBCUs to kind of like mingle and talk to each other, which doesn't happen as much as you think it would. It doesn't. And then also um, folks who went to like PWIs or didn't, who maybe even didn't go to college. They went to the military or went to trade school, whatever the case may be, um, you know, to mingle and like connect, you know, a network, um, creatives of all backgrounds and such. And to really just celebrate all that, you know, these institutions like have to offer for folks because it's not just about like the the um, I guess like the academia of it, you know, like a lot of these places were did provide those other programs. So really cool. Right. And mm -hmm. to, to piggyback off of that, pretty much it's it's all it's literally all about the experience because PW um, PWIs are predominantly white institutions and HBCUs. They they do things not too not too much differently, but they do things differently. Mm -hmm. I had I had the fortune of actually taking a couple of classes on um, University of Maryland's uh, campus when I was doing my um, undergrad degree at Coppin, mm -hmm. and the way I learned French at Coppin was a whole lot different than the way I learned French and at UMD at UMC uh, University of Maryland, mm -hmm. and then my history classes were the same way. Which, ironically, the professor I had at uh, University of Maryland, I ended up having again at Howard as a grad student. She passed me the first time, didn't pass me the second time, but that's a whole <laughs> other story. Yeah, but she's she's st she's still a sweetheart. She's still a friend, so I'm like, hey, it's whatever. But mm -hmm. um, pretty much um, what the reason why I say it like that is because um, you can, you, and the reason why HBCUs and HBCU con in this in this respect are a little bit different than other cons is we're actually going we're actually bringing that that home feel the HBCU feel mm -hmm. to the con itself mm -hmm. and that homecoming feel. Yeah, that that true that true home that true homecoming feel. Yeah. Whereas where um and I'm gonna bring up two instances. I actually literally just talked to them, just talked about them with someone not even an hour and a half ago. But um there were two instances that we that we had um at this year's con where we knew we were doing the right thing. There was an older gentleman that that you know popped up Friday while we were setting up and he was like, you know, I was on the campus doing business with my son, you know, earlier this week, I saw the, um, saw the flyers and everything posted up. So I said, you know, let, I told him, you know, let's stick around and see what this is about. But he did, he did, he's, my man was in his seventies and he was like, I don't trust the internet with my credit card. So I was like, sir, you know what? I'll help you out with that. And the site that we're using is actually pretty secure. And he willingly, boom, and we sat there, we chopped it up. Him and his son came back for the weekend, enjoyed themselves. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's awesome. During the con, and we, we weren't told about this until late Sunday before, as we were shutting everything down, um, during one of the panels, one of the panelists was like, you know, hey, this, this one lady got up and literally walked out the, the panel room. And, you know, she, we went and checked on it because it was an older woman. You know, mm -hmm. one one of the guys went and followed her out. You know, just to make sure she was good to go. And while they were outside talking, she was like, "I literally just had to take a step out because I was overcome with emotion." 
I was overwhelmed with emotion because of, this is one of the things that mm -hmm. type of event that we've needed in the community for so long. When I heard that, I was like, okay, yeah, we're, we're doing this right. We're, we're bringing that true HBCU experience or that feel to people who either attended or didn't attend. And what made it even better for me, uh, a friend of mine, I've known her daughter since they were three and four. They're 17 and 15 now. Mm -hmm. They said, um, we want to come back. We loved that. We loved everything that we saw. We loved everything that we did. And they were only there for a few hours. And I'm like, you know what? Okay, cool. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what can somebody like me who, who's never been to an HBCU, I, I went to the Marine Corps 10 years and then came back. And then you talking to the right one. Oh, oh. <laughs> okay, when, when did you go in? Because I know you're a lot younger than I am. Uh, 2009. So I served from 2009 to 2019. Okay. Okay. So you you said you did about the same amount of time that I did. Uh, I went. I was in. I went in January '90. Got out uh, November '98. Okay. Right, right before they decided to go ahead and stop. Yeah, right, my name Desert, for right, yeah, right by Desert Storm, and then went right on through. Okay. <laughs> but so for somebody like me, what can I expect at HBCUCon? Like when I when I go there, what what can I expect to happen? You can expect the con experience, the normal con experience, with with some added extra. And the added extra, the added extra will will actually bring you in line with with what our message is trying to, you know, what the message that we're trying to bring to the community. That these that these schools are here for you, for a reason. And it's not it's not just it's, there's there's the party element to it, mm -hmm. but that especially because of the fact we, we're holding HBCU con on college campuses. There's also everything that's around you. This mm -hmm. is, this is what the HBCU life is. This is what these are. These are the dorms right up the, you know, right up the promenade from where we're holding this thing. This is where, this is where we hold yard fest. This is where they do a lot of their uh, yard activities. Mm -hmm. The band is practicing right up the right up the way at the stadium, and you can hear them from 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 where we are. And then they're actually in the same building, so when they're done with their practice and they're marching back, they will be marching right through the con. Mm -hmm. We didn't tell anybody that though. Mm -hmm. We just let okay. them experience it on their own, and they were like, "Oh, oh, well, I," <laughs> and, and, they, and they, they 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 were they were a little upset when they stopped. But mm -hmm. They have been out there in that heat all day. But um, so there, you to your point, though, there are several elements um, that kind of like make up the convention itself that kind of embodies, like you said, Wendell, not just the traditional convention experience, but also like your quintessential homecoming experience. Right. So you have the classroom, um, which is pretty much like your panels and workshops all that stuff that like you would sit through and it's 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 um entertainment but it's kind of like education guys this entertainment mm -hmm. if you will um and then you have the sweet aspect of it which actually um is inspired by the experience that i had at Bowie state when i was living in alex haley hall for my first two years um one floor beneath mine in the suite 200 um 
was pretty much where all my friends and I hung out. Like my homie Marcus, whose house I just left because I had to do laundry because we're renovating right now and I can't use my washer. Um, <laughs> and he's our financial secretary. Uh, but uh, he, him and David Hooker, who is part of our funding development, he's our director of funding development and actually um, works for Disney as well. Um, they pretty much like indoctrinated me <laughs> to this this uh, suite that they had. And it was like, you go in and there's monitors all across the walls and every something's different on, you know, like one's showing anime, one's, showing, one's playing video games. Uh, they're playing like Call of Duty or something or, you know, Destiny, because that's the freshest thing in my head, even though I don't <laughs> um, know if that was necessarily what it was. Another group will be playing like, dance dance revolution or guitar hero or something like that you know something more hands-on um and then we, it was just like kind of our space where anything goes like we could be nerds we could talk politics we could talk about our problems at home um or relationship problems um like I, there were moments where i literally broke down and cried in that room and like my friends were just you know around me um, so that space became like really sacred to us. So that was truly um, what inspired the HBCU Con story, quite frankly. And I wanted to capture that in the suite element. So that includes aspects like gaming, um, and tabletop, and you know, um, video games, and then like cosplay, all the quintessential like right. geek elements because along, like we were black as hell but we were also geeky as hell right. along um, with some of the uh, along with some of the um signature <laughs> panels that we do mm -hmm. right. Incorporate, right, right right incorporate so that it ties into well. like the classroom right. of course there's overlap with this stuff. right mm -hmm. and then um the hub so that's like the food and all that social aspects and then the yard actually really is the third biggest component so that's like the stuff that you see the yard pretty much captures all the things that are most visible and um, and prominent in terms of HBCU culture. So like Greek culture, the step shows, um, the fashion shows, and just fashion in general. Um, trying to think of what are the, the sports aspect mm -hmm. of the band definitely is a huge element. Um, like that's probably what people think of most when you think of an HBCU, you think of the band. Um, yeah, hence yeah, why the right. drum major is our mascot, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, so that's pretty much what it is. Question. <laughs> um, mm -hmm. There's always been a bunch of negative stigmas behind sororities and frat uh, fraternities. Mm -hmm. About HBCU contracts, to shed a little bit of light on that. I think that that's really important, and I think it's important to also note that like no organization is infallible because it's made up of people you know especially when you talk about like individual chapters and things like that like we all have like and just people in general like um it's something that needs to be addressed and it doesn't make excuses for that either um i think that there are certain cultures and aspects that like were tradition but not necessarily like what traditions are worth holding on to versus right. not holding on to, you know what I mean? Right. Um, but also recognizing and acknowledging the contributions that these organizations have made and their members have made mm -hmm. over like some of the greatest icons, like, you know, think of the ones in my own sorority, Dorothy Height, Nikki Giovanni, you know what I'm saying, Aretha Franklin. Um, and, and many of these people like pledge, like, you know, Dorothy Height wasn't no honorary, <laughs> you know, so mm -hmm. um, it's, it's real. 
Um, but at the same time, you know, it's just like the NAACP or any other organization. Mm -hmm. Like they've all done great things and there may have been things that they have done or practices that they had that were like, hmm, that may not be the best thing going forward, you know? So um, I think you put it into that context. Same with HBCUs, you know? Um, like no organization is infallible. There's, I mean, to put it blankly, you know, there's colorism, especially when you talk about Howard. Um, and how in its history and origins, um, elitism and, and all those different elements that, you know, pretty much are overlays of white supremacy that have infiltrated the black community because of the transatlantic slave trade. Um, so like to put it to put it blankly, you know, and but at the same time, like half the Greek alphabet is from Egypt, you know, <laughs> so it's like a cycle, if you will. <laughs> Um, so that's always my, you know, pushback on for like, well, it's a Greek organ. It was half right. the Greek alphabet is Egyptian. So, you know, <laughs> there, so there. <laughs> yeah, I've always, I've always read stories or, or heard stories of people that either renounce, you know, their fraternity or whatever mm -hmm. due to the issues that they faced while pledging. Mm -hmm. So like, you know, mm -hmm. they talk about being hazed, being beat. You know, mm -hmm. I've never been a fan of branding. Like, like you sticking mm -hmm. a hot piece of metal on me ain't gonna happen. Mm -hmm. But you know, if if you want me to get it tatted, I'll do that. Mm -hmm. So I've never known anyone to get who like they mandated it. You know what I'm saying? Right. Everyone I know who got a brand, they opted for they it. Opted you for know? it. Yep. Now all the other stuff I can't speak on that, but I don't condone it, of course. Um, I don't think that there's any like um like there's just like what's the point? You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, what are you teaching somebody at that point? Um, especially as someone who's like already trying to be humble to you. You know what I mean? So, yep. um, but you know, that's pretty much what I got to say on that right. without and, being too, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, but, the, but there's, there's, there's one piece of it I can go ahead and add because, um, one, I'm married to a Greek, I'm married to a Zeta. She's actually mm -hmm. at her, at her, uh, boulet right now. Mm -hmm. And then, um, Many of my friends are Greeks as well. And actually a good bunch of them are down in Charlotte right now. <laughs> um, but getting oh, yeah. not, to, not, to, um, not to get off track too, too much. It's also about relationships, really, because outside of outside of the you know, outside of the things that folks who are, you know, in um the D9 or have been in D9 throughout history mm -hmm. that they've done, their relationships that just like you and I being in the Marine Corps, if we were to see each other in the street and not and not know each other, you we see that you know you we see that sticker on the back of the vehicle, or we see a, we see a, you know one of us is wearing a piece of clothing that has a USMC on it. We're gonna say, "How you doing, brother?" Or mm -hmm. simplify like I did when you when you said that you were in the Marine Corps, and I actually had that happen to me outside of a dug on Home Depot. This older, this older white gentleman came up to me, simplified, gripped me up, hugged me, and then, you know, went about his business. And I'm right. like, that's that's the same brotherhood I've seen and sisterhood, for that matter, that I've seen in the, um, in the uh, sororities and uh, fraternities. Yeah, I definitely feel like they're like, I feel like I can relate a lot to folks who are in the military just because of that process. It definitely like shapes you in a, you know, a way where like, you know. It does like it changed, you know, being a yeah. Delta has changed me in of itself, not just like the the intake process for myself, but 
like being a Delta, that was really what's changed, like the where the real change came in was actually like doing the work of the organization. That's what people that's like the big thing in Greek organizations. They're like the real work is after you pledge. Mm -hmm. That's really when the real yeah. work, the real pledging is after you cross. That's what they say. Yeah. Um so, and life is a pledge, quite so frankly. what about those that that uh I don't want to say buy their way in, but you know, they don't they they don't they come after they after they graduate. So after they have their bachelor's, uh, what is it called again? I think it's a graduate. You have alumni or alumni for the sororities. And right. sometimes it's, it varies. Like I know people who tried multiple times and for whatever reason, you know, they just didn't take them. Um, or I know people who just didn't have it when they were in undergrad. And right. now that they're, you know, working adults, they have the, the means to like pay because it's a hefty you know, my aunt is a Delta, so I had her back to, like, kind of talk my parents where they could put their money together and pay for it. But, like, if I didn't have my aunt, you know, and her, like, t willingness to help pitch in to do that, then I may not, my parents may not have supported me. Or even, you know, like, and I'm fortunate mm -hmm. to have parents who even can do that. So, right. Um, right. you know, and it's, and it's a business, you know, it's like, it's unfortunate, but these organizations, we have to sustain ourselves. Like we got a legal team, we got a full-time staff. I, you know, I was working at headquarters for the Delta Foundation um, and it's mostly black, like 95, so 99% black women up in there. I love it. Um, uh, but yeah, like they're real legit businesses and they're mm -hmm. doing like real work, you know, like the Delta Research and Education Foundation is legit the oldest um, organization in the United States that focuses explicitly on research um, and education for black women and girls. So like, you know, it's, you know, it's definitely, like I said, it's just like the military, you know, just like sports, like none of these organizations are infallible and they may or may not have had practices that are toxic or, um, you know, not favorable to, especially to black people. Um, but they've also done good things, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually would love to um, do grad chapter. I never, I so I worked full time throughout undergrad. I literally had no time. I didn't yeah. know you if we didn't have class together yeah. um, in general. But I, that's something I wanted to do. My mom and my grandmother were both AKAs. Oh. And um, my mom passed in 2020. So I feel oh. like that's something that like keeping her, you know, her spirit alive yeah, when yeah, doing yeah. grad chapter is something that's been on my mind. It's heavy the, since then in doable. general but since then for sure yeah it's, for sure it's definitely doable because my wife actually um she she started at howard went back home to philly and finished up school at temple and she didn't actually do she didn't actually uh do intake with zeta until after she graduated okay right. in yeah yeah like i wouldn't i would never down the, my collegiate experience. It's an experience mm -hmm. that I will never, I loved being a Delta on campus. Like it was lit, you know, especially HBC right. campus. Like you're Absolutely. practically a celebrity. <laughs> like right. I didn't even ask for it, but like, I, and I was first vice president. So I was like thrust into like mm -hmm. being a speaker, a spokesperson for the chapter. Um, but at the same time, like when I had, I have sorors who I know like went through grad chapter and I love them just as much as I do the sorors mm -hmm. who went through undergrad. Mm -hmm. It's really about the work that you put in, yep. you know, and, and being yeah. sisterly. Like, are you a good person? Like, are you a good woman, first of all? Like, right. are you a good person? 
And then like, what's the work that you're putting in for the organization? Because it, we are like a 501c3 nonprofit that focuses on uplifting black women and black people, you know, in mm -hmm. general. So, you know, that's what it's really all about. Like all that other stuff, that stuff doesn't matter. And anybody right. who tells you that it, that it or harps on it or, you know, fixates on that, it's like, that's all that they have. Like Delta is all you got. And that's not the reason why, that's not what makes somebody a good Delta. Right. You know I mean? But but I think what I think a lot a lot of the time what happens is folks get caught up on the school days part of the process and they don't mm -hmm. get to they don't really get to see what the fraternities and sororities do after the school days. Yeah. It's just like being if somebody's yeah. like a Marine and all they do is talk about being a Marine, but then they don't do nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't do like, nothing it's, with it's, themselves. It's, outside it's, of it's, that. it's more it's like, more than that. It's more than mm -hmm. that. But it winds up being okay. That's that's just like the two of us in here talking about boot camp, and never talking yeah. about any of the work that we actually did. Any of the work that you did after after right. boot camp, right? Right. Right. Yeah. And, right. And 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 that's what people don't don't realize because, like for me, I sat on two different uh, presidential campaigns, and I should say inaugurations. Mm -hmm. I, said, I, said, I worked through two different presidential inaugurations. That's not. That's not in my well. I take that back. That is in my Marine Corps record, but that's not something that people see every day. Mm -hmm. I've worked seven of the nine uh, Marine Corps marathons that happened while I was in. Nobody knows about that. Mm -hmm. right. I met Oprah Winfrey. As a Me too. That's crazy. And, and nobody knows that. That's a separate Oprah. thing. Right. Nobody knows <laughs> what, 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 what people what people get caught up on is you went to boot camp. And all they know about Marine Corps boot camp is that it's the worst. <laughs> Not <laughs> even know. that. I'm, ta I'm talking about this strictly movie. Right. Oh, yeah. And it's like but yo, that's only three months. That's twelve weeks. Well, thirteen weeks. Right. Yeah. We actually do other stuff, you know. Once yeah. we get past that phase, and for the, for for most of us, we're not going straight from boot camp to war. We're going right. from boot camp to a school, and then to a regular desk job, or in the case of of our grunts, to the field. But they still going from school, from boot camp to school, to a desk job, and then they go to the field because you're still learning. Mm -hmm. As you as you're progressing, regardless yeah, of right. what job you have, and then we got our stereotypes. Like all the Greek organizations got stereotypes, just like the military right. branches got stereotypes. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. and and, and it, it winds up becoming jokes we amongst our, ourselves, right? Amongst the right, right. <laughs> but yeah. the wrong person step up in the middle, right? Of that. Somebody from right. the outside, yeah. You don't talk about them. I talk about them, not you. Right. <laughs> yeah, you 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 don't. It's you, a family. Yeah, it, pretty much. Yeah, <laughs> the only ones I that get up beat, beat up on by everybody is the Coast Guard, though. Right, and then you have people who are both, like my homie Venture Bros, is a captain and Air Force, so he'll like argue right. with Air Force people. I mean, he'll right. argue with the Marines about Air Force stuff, and then uh -huh. he'll go and argue with the Sigmas about being a noob. You know what I'm saying? So, right. <laughs> like choose your Coast Guard and National. <laughs> Um, so <laughs> Jamal had asked in the comments um, just about some of the oh, things I that have. happened. Yeah. He had said, will there be any celebrities or special guests? 
Special guests, yes. Celebrities, okay. yes. We're looking into <laughs> it. <laughs> because we're, we're still a very, very new con, so it takes money to bring folks in. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But as we get the money, we will bring folks in. We have friends. Oh, yes, we, we do have, have friends. We oh, definitely. We had we had um, <laughs> almost 30 vendors in the small space that we actually had nice. this year. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then that's his other pretty, question that's still a pretty was good size con. Absolutely. Yeah. That many that been, that many vendors and then that yeah, many we had third, we had we had about thirty vendors in um this year's con. Um, yeah. What are you saying, Brittany? Sorry. Well, yeah. no, it's fine. The vendor he can keep talking about the vendors. I do have a question about the vendors. What type of vendors do you have? Is it just kind of like the same kind like artwork and comics, or do you have anything different because it's uh, an HBCU? We had we had art we had artwork we had comics we had um vendors who did soaps and and scents mm-hmm. we had vendors who actually did clothing um mm-hmm. we actually, okay. actually we had bad waifu i mean oh she was at blur con mm-hmm. yeah yeah, yeah. She, she was she was at hbcu um hbcu con and she was also um one of our um fashion show designers yeah, we had a good. Yes, yeah, she was in our fashion show. Yeah, um, we had a really good mix of so, folks yeah. who were, of course, you know, black creators, but right. who went to HBCUs, like HBCU grads and non HBCU grads. We had some folks who were selling like HBCU esque apparel. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really want to actually do a call to action since I'm on this podcast. I want more Greek vendors. Okay. I want more. Um, <laughs> I want more HBCU vendors, like licensed HBCU vendors. So yep. just come on through. Um, we, but like you said, it was, it's like it's really cool because we're kind of like catering to um, not just the college kids, but also young professionals. Like a bulk of our market are um, professionals between the ages of like I think it was thirty um, or thirty-five, that somewhere 45. in that ballpark, and yeah. forty-five. Yeah, so we a lot of these people are like really nostalgic about the experience mm-hmm. and anything that we can do to like create that, um, you know, like almost black farmers market experience, if you will. Yeah. But like with the geek twist, mm-hmm. that's kind of what I'm going for. Um, so, because I was like, yo. <laughs> It's funny because MAGFest and my Founders Day are like right around the same time. Mm-hmm. And I would go to MAGFest and kind of go crazy there because it's right after New Year's. And then the, <laughs> when we would have our Founders Day celebration, I would go crazy again because I'd be buying a bunch of Delta stuff. Yeah. And people would tell me that I need to choose a struggle. So I just feel like it would be cool <laughs> to be able to buy all that stuff in one yeah. place and then I can budget properly. <laughs> True. I, I- I like that. <laughs> yeah. So we definitely uh, had a lot of that. And I yeah. think the fashion show too, to your point, Wendell, was another element that made us yes, very indeed. unique. Because that's yes, something indeed. that's very unique to the HBCU homecoming mm-hmm. experience. Absolutely. Like, they okay. are known for, just on the regular basis. Like when you go to an HBCU campus, mm-hmm. like it legit looks mm-hmm. like yeah. a fashion yeah, show. A so you don't, you don't see the yeah. students. Do you like guys host a, do you guys host a homecoming party where you pick a homecoming king and queen just at the con? That actually is something that we're looking towards yeah. um towards doing. It's just yeah, year one we like yeah, year one we didn't do it, but that's that's something that, that okay it's a huge production. Yeah, yeah, we want it to be like okay. almost because, like with the cosplay contest, if you right. Will. You just, know just give like, me a shout out when y'all do it. Hmm? <laughs> just, just give me a that's, shout out when y'all do it. That's hey. oh yeah, no, it's already on our radar. Not only that, but I'm also trying to um well, we are also trying to think of a title for like 
um, someone who's non-binary who would want to run for a royal court. Um, so that's kind of like where I'm at with it in terms of the right. concept and everything. Because that's a right. big thing in HBCUs is like um, when we talk about it at my, you know, when I'm in community with folks and even when I'm at work um, is like, hey, you know, breaking down the gender binary and they're like, what do you, within the HBC community, like, what do you mean? Like Mr. and Miss so-and-so. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, that's something that I want to break down, but right. also celebrate at the same time. Right. Because <laughs> it's important, especially nowadays, because I know when I attended, well, no, I still went to school late 97, 97, 98, but mm-hmm. even then it wasn't as the, use of pronouns wasn't as pronounced as it is now mm-hmm. as it is almost 25 years later mm. absolutely um so as far as the demographic goes is, this is a family-friendly event more kind of high school to older what do you what's your target demographic with hbcu Primarily young professionals is the target demographic, but with that, we know that young professionals tend to have kids, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So that was something that we built in, um, mm-hmm. you know, later on down the line. I ha- even my friends were like, yo, I got a little kid. Can mm-hmm. I bring them? Um, what's the ticket price? And I'm like, oh, let's have discount prices for kids. Let's have right. discount prices for the students, um, mm-hmm. you know, HBCU students. And then if it, we're having it on your campus, y'all are free, you know, like right. <laughs> that's okay. the that's the deal. Um, so that essentially is kind of like adding those incentives for them. But even with those incentives, our target tends to be that young professional. So most of our panels and most of our content is geared towards like college and young professional, but we do have like things that, you know, high school kids would enjoy. Mm -hmm. Um, we have panels that are, we had a panel that was for 40 and over, I think it was. Mm-hmm. Um, so we have a lot of different like content and the kids love the gaming pieces, um, yeah. and the gaming panels. Like they love yeah. the fact that they can go to, you know, the tournament, like they really mm-hmm. on that. So, um, yeah, that's the what element, too, that they love okay. the band. Um, they just love visual stuff. They love the cosplayers right. and all that. Um, so yeah, I think I would definitely consider it a family friendly event. Like we had, I think maybe one or two after dark panels if you will okay. but we had them like at the end of the show and right. they were in a contained area you know <laughs> so it's like that's you know and then it had indication like hey this is the 18 and over um panel so that folks were aware how know. does one get on a panel like yeah, if i want to be a if i just want to be a part of a conversation topic how do i uh-huh. how do i do that well uh-huh. now that the there's two. I'm gonna answer this in two different ways. Yeah. I'm answer it the way you asked it, and then I'm gonna answer it as if you actually want to do your own panel. Because mm-hmm. the way you asked it, you want to sit in the crowd and and participate in that in that sense. That's that's doable. We we applaud. We actually applaud that and want that to happen with anybody who attends any of the any of the con events, any of the panels. Mm-hmm. We want people to actually participate in the panel itself. So. If you're sitting in, if you're actually sitting in the crowd or sitting in the panel as a as a viewer, we want you to ask questions. We want you to comment. As long as it's not anything derogatory or or anything like that. Right, disrespectful. Or... Yeah. <laughs> but now if you want to host your own panel, our applications will be going up the beginning of next month. 
so that you can okay. uh, so that you can submit for your own panel and we'll go ahead and let you know if it's going to if it's something that's approved or not or if you have to tweak something because of either our um regulations or the school's regulations right we actually had a few panels where they had to tweak the they had to tweak the verbiage just a little bit because the topic wasn't a bad topic it's just the way they described it mm-hmm. we can we can print that and put right. it on a college campus and say hey this is what they're talking about but this is what they mean right we had to, we had to actually tell them hey define what you actually mean so that when we put this out there they know exactly what it is versus making assumptions right Richard, you, you, you guys have well, hold on. Let's, Are you let's coming not back? Get ahead of ourselves. Hold on, hold on. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> Do you guys have pre-planned topics already where you say like, hey, we have a list of topics that we already want people to talk about now. We just need people to host these panels. Um, only only for our signature panels. Yeah, that's really like we have yeah, our signature we, panels. Right, we have, Go we ahead. Used to have, we used to have four signature panels. I think we have seven now. Okay. Yeah. So, oh yeah. <laughs> Outside of those seven Everything okay. else is whatever whatever comes to your mind. Right. Okay. I mean, as long as it fits within the right, you know, the um mission statement. So, like I would encourage you to go to the about us page where you can check out like the mission statement, the story, um, even the elements that I was just telling you about, like mm-hmm. the yard and all that stuff is in there. Right. Um, and also even if you check out our Kickstarter page, that has even a more detailed, and I'm and we're gonna work on integrating some of that because it has more um, detailed elements of like our origin story, if you will. Um, okay. but yeah, and then I think our video is still up there too. Yeah, the video's still up. Um so yeah, feel free to like check that stuff out. Also, if you go on our Facebook page or our YouTube channel. We have like a slew of panels that not only that we like our signature mm-hmm. panels that we've done, but also like the virtual yeah. event from 2021. That entire, you know, it's like 35 panels. I think 30, yeah, it was 35 there. panels for 2021. Uh-huh. Everything from like cosplaying in Japan, mm-hmm. where this girl, literally, this woman, literally it, did her panel it, from Japan. <laughs> She's a cosplayer. Like, oh wow, these are the rules yeah. in Japan and what you wow. can and cannot do um, when cosplay because it's actually really strict. Uh, whole time. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I lived in Japan for three years. It was mm-hmm. definitely something mm-hmm. that you you have to be very, very careful mm-hmm. what you cosplay mm-hmm. in Japan. Yeah. Uh, so, in particular, to the weapons that you choose. So, like, if right. I want to go as Asta, like, you you pretty much have to have like a paper mache because anything <laughs> that's harder than that, Japan will confiscate it, and mm-hmm. good luck getting that back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, just a lot of cool, you know, workshops. Um, you know, we have a. Hip hop is a real popular subject, like anime and hip hop, I think was one mm-hmm. that we had. Um, Behind the Controller is one of our signature panels where um, David Hooker, who I just mentioned, and actually he's got a gaming background as well and goes to E3 and all those different conventions. And his wife, who actually went to school with me as well, Natasha Lee Hooker, she works at Insomniac. She's a developer there. Um, she's worked on, um, prior to working at Insomniac, she had worked on Titanfall 2. She worked on Spider-Man 4 and also the Miles Morales game where she did much of the Black Lives Matter artwork that is on that oh, okay. game. So, nice. um, she, so they do that panel. Um, what else we got? We recently did the art of storytelling. Um, mm-hmm. So that's like that a new track. Mm-hmm. Um, different do- World is our signature. Right. That's mm-hmm. my favorite. That's my baby. Um, so that's of course the one for HBCU um, folks who um, who are nerds. You know? Yeah, right. And um, that panel usually we have HBCU alum 
or current students actually even, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. who will you know bless everyone's ears with their experiences mm-hmm. sometimes faculty. yeah sometimes mm-hmm. faculty yeah yeah and, and most of the time the faculty or or alumni you know right. like they went to right. hbcu so right and then okay. we also have sure. um mm-hmm. we have our military panel which was new for this year mm-hmm. and then um which was pretty good we could have and that had hbcu and non because it had you yeah. it was you it was and love me, paper doll right, me and love paper doll as alum and then um navy montel was not well she's not a um hbcu alum she's army vet she's army. Not a that's what i'm thinking you know what i'm thinking back to um you're thinking about venture bros who's yeah i'm thinking because he was supposed to be there but he, yeah, got, but he got, got sick got sick yeah yeah the, the <laughs> So yeah, but that's we had what else? And then we had Super Slay. Yes, yeah, I just need Slay. you guys to like convince Dre and Rich to come back to Maryland. That's all. That's they came cool. here for BlurCon. That was our first time meeting each other because we're all in different states. So BlurCon so was our first now? time. Yeah, where are you guys coming from? So oh, well, I'm in, in Ohio. So yeah, I'm currently in Ohio. I'm from Houston. Okay, uh, I'm just up in Ohio because I, I own stores out here. So I'm just up here making sure that they're okay. Uh, but typically, I'm back in Houston. Okay. Uh, so that's where I'm from. Okay. What about you, Dre? I'm Pittsburgh. Oh, no, you're not even that city. far. <laughs> you're six hours away. Yeah. yeah I don't need convincing to leave this city. I just wanted the money for it. You can actually. <laughs> oh, that's fair. That's fair. Yeah. You just want it to be worth your time. Nah. Yeah. I don't. I don't mind traveling back and forth for cons. Um. I, at least I. I don't mind traveling back and forth. Maryland was okay outside the fact that it didn't have any homeless people. Um, you know, you keep fun. saying oh. that, but there was literally it's someone sitting yeah, outside of right. McDonald's. Like, what, <laughs> right. what do you Didn't mean? It, we were in Virginia, though. So Maryland, that. Virginia, y'all don't know who y'all are. Y'all don't know what y'all want to be. We were uh, anyway. Nah, yeah, well, there's so you, definitely you, a Crystal City. Crystal City, yeah. <laughs> and, and then again, Crystal City is a whole nother world in its own. Oh yeah, Crystal yeah. City is like yeah. Pleasantville, but yeah. like you go, you go, you go about three miles south. Down Route One, it, the whole the whole environment changes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, I don't, I don't, I plan on being at HBCU kind. I definitely plan on going yeah. back to uh, BlurCon for sure. Um, yeah. So. As soon as I saw your table at BlurCon, because that's okay. So the way we found BlurCon was at AwesomeCon, and yeah. prior yeah. to meeting my husband, I was like, I'm not a nerd. I was in denial. Um, <laughs> that's really what it is. So um, for his birthday, I got him tickets to Awesome Con, and I was like, I'm not going to go. Just you know, go with one of your friends. I got him two tickets. So one of the days I was off work, I went with him, and I immediately fell in love. And then I saw Blurred Con. I was like, it's this with black people? That's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. So I was like, we're going to that. So we went to that in 2019. And then this year, we didn't go. Obviously, there wasn't one in 2020. 21, we didn't go. <laughs> this year, we went, and that's when I saw the HBCU con. And immediately, like with Rich and Dre, like I took a picture of the flyer, I sent it to them. Yeah. I was like, "This is the next event we need to be at." Yeah. So I was, I was very excited to see that. Um, I'm, yeah. you know, as an HBCU grad, I feel like no matter how much shit you go through at that mm-hmm. school, because that school is going to put you through something. Yeah, like, <laughs> like you're going to go through yeah. some shit. Um, <laughs> this, this, yeah, this story. That's this, just the truth. 
<laughs> but there's just so much pride that comes along with it. The experience, mm-hmm. the people you meet, like where yeah. it puts you in life. Because my mom always taught me it's not always what you know, it's who you know. Absolutely. You meet all these Absolutely. incredible people who then go out into the world mm-hmm. and like create, you know, businesses yep. and, mm-hmm. and whatever else they do. And you can reconnect with those people. Mm-hmm. And for for whatever you need, if you need a job, if you just need, you know, right. whatever. And right. that experience has shaped me tremendously. My sister went to a PWI. Um, mm-hmm. She's a lawyer in Michigan, um, but she went to an undergrad. She went to Bowling Green in Ohio. Mm-hmm. And for grad school, she was in Lansing in Michigan. Okay. Um, and our, our experiences mm-hmm. and lives have been so different from just... The moment we parted and left the house, it was mm-hmm. we've had completely different experiences. So mm-hmm. um, I love it. I love the idea. I love that you guys are doing it. Um, like you guys said, it's something that the community needs. My question would be, has the community embraced you? And what can we do to help you get to where you want to be? You're already doing it. Yeah. <laughs> you're literally yeah. doing it right That's, now. Yeah, yeah you're already doing the first. Yeah, because you, you, you reached out to us and yeah. said, hey, we'd like to have you on. Right, and you know, having folks actually listen to us is one of the biggest things that um that helps us. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of folks, after we even even though we did you know some uh some publicity stuff and some other uh, podcasts and stuff prior to, a lot of people still said after the fact that they didn't know that you know we existed. I'm like. But I was just hanging out with you at this con and that con. Right. You told me handing out cards at this con and that con and this con, and talking about yeah, I got to go back home because I got I've got APCU con work to do. So how did you not know about the con? (laughs) So pretty much, you know, doing podcasts like this and you know us getting the word out. That's that's pretty much all what we really need because. Getting in folks' ears is the the biggest thing. And then once they see it, they're like, okay, yeah, I think I need to be there next time if, I, if they miss it. Or if they see enough of it beforehand, they're like, okay, yo, I'm not going to miss this. Mm-hmm. Which I've had people say. And I'm like, okay, cool. We'll see you there. Yeah. Overall, the community has been very embracing. I, I must say I've been... Um, like it's honestly been humbling and it just floors me sometimes with the reception and how people just get it like right mm-hmm. away. And it's like the people who need to get it most are the ones who get it. Um, and that's like what really matters. And just to see their enthusiasm and the way their eyes light up, um, or like just little things like that. Like it, it bring, like I fight tears quite frankly, um, and you know, it hasn't been without its challenges. Like this is literally a labor of love. Like, you know, I'm not, I don't have a lot of money, you know, like I'm not poor, but I'm not rich. I would like to be just so I could, you know, just because capitalism is the, the world we're living in and that's, you right. know, it, it's convenient. <laughs> um, but like outside of that, like, this is really like, we put our, our blood, sweat and tears into this and, um, and it's been trying, you know, like even for me, like, quite frankly, as a black woman, like, and I'm young, you know, I'm under a certain age. So um, having, you know, a vice president who is a man and who is, you know, of a certain age has enabled me levels of access 
that I normally wouldn't get other places to the point that people assume that, you know, we co- we co-founded it or nothing. And that's not, you know, but it's like, that's kind of like the, I'm navigating a male dominated industry. Um, and I've experienced everything from people like, you know, thinking I'm a booth babe at my own booth to, um, right. <laughs> to right. like, like um, you know, to people trying to extort me for, for sex. So like, just yeah. for, for, you know, for money, um, or like just crazy stuff. Um, so it's definitely been like a journey just and, and entrepreneurship has been like a pledge. Like mm-hmm. I have not, never has, have I been tested. Like this shit is rough. Mentally, right. <laughs> um, right. In the this way that I have rough. like running and it's, and I think have being a part of me being so, um, much a part of the cosplay community on top of that adds like it's a gift and a curse you know what i'm saying um because i'm very heavily embedded i know a lot of people like a lot of these people are my friends you know like they're like oh you know so and so well yeah that's the homie you know (laughs) but but then at the same time it also comes with like certain pitfalls um and you know you don't have the luxury of really like being human a lot of times um because people just see you as as more or less a figurehead so right. you know um it's it, it i definitely feel the pressure let's put it that way and especially with the hbcu name like i understand what that means mm-hmm. um, and i also understand that dealing with the hbcu community means that i'm going to deal with a lot of like Ooh, where'd she go i want to just be like just keep talking like she ain't go nowhere um, but you know, uh, the HBCU community, you're dealing with a lot of, um, respectability politics. So, right. and that doesn't always translate to the cosplay community and vice versa, <laughs> um, for obvious, for reasons that are very obvious to us. Um, so yeah, it's been, a, it's been walking a tightrope for sure. Yeah. Um, but for sure. The, the big, the bigger thing for us winds up being ha- melding those two together though, mm-hmm. because, um, I know my first trip back up to Coppin State um, earlier this year, they were like, okay, what's this? Because, you know, I was carrying the, you know, the save the date flyers with me. And, you know, this is the day of the con. Can I leave these here in the bookstore type deal? And they were like, okay, yeah, but what is that? I'm like, yeah, you, you, know, you guys know what Comic-Cons are, right? They're like, yeah, well, this one's based on HBCUs, blah, blah, blah. By the third time I went up there, other than the fact that I was still spending money, but um, they were like, so the con is this coming? Yeah, I was like, yeah, the con is coming up in like two weeks. If y'all can make it down, I know, I know, it's, it's 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 a little bit of a trek from Baltimore if you're not driving or whatever. But make it down, you know, come hang out for for the weekend, come hang out for the day even, mm-hmm. and you know, see what it's about. Because I'll be back once school kicks back up. So <laughs> okay, I want to be sitting up. I want to sit in the president's office and be like, look. I need Coppin's okay. involvement. Oh, she's back. <laughs> You're back. Okay, but uh, to uh, to to kind of um, wrap this thing up, we want to thank you guys for having us uh, for mm-hmm. joining us tonight. But if you could give, yeah. <laughs> uh, if you could give someone advice who wanted to start their own con, what would it be? You need to figure out one. What problem are you trying to solve? Yep. What problem are you trying to solve? Number one, two, um, what separates your con from the rest? You know, what makes your con special? Mm-hmm. Three, how are you gonna pay for it? Yep. Um, 
you know, and I mean, it's not to be like condescending or anything, but it's like, these are things it's, that it's you real. really got to yeah. think about. Um, it's just like any other business. Yeah, for real. And, um, and once you think about those three questions and you kind of like navigate those things, the things that I say you should have, like you really want to like worth investing in if you can get it an accountant, a lawyer and a publicist. You want mm -hmm. those three things. Um, yep. especially the publicist, Lord have mercy. Yep. You need that, and you better listen to them too. Yep. Um, <laughs> yep. So not saying be a, be a slave to your publicist, but you know, like take their advice. Right. They, they know what they're talking about. Exactly. Right. Like you hide, like listen, let your people do their jobs, you know, like let right. the experts be the experts. Right. Um, you know, but that's it, really it, a big thing that will yeah, save you a it, lot of heartache. It, it comes it comes down to this though. You wind up needing two teams. You need that first team, the the lawyer, the the CPA, and the publicist. Mm -hmm. But then you actually need the team that's going to do all the, the the heavy lifting for the con itself. The programs, yep. Right, and, and they have to be they have to be consistent, and they also have to be dependable. They can't mm -hmm. they can't they can't be those who um, drop because oh I got a new boyfriend or new girlfriend. Mm -hmm. right. Or my you know my wife is doing A B and C so I'm I gotta stop doing this because of that type of deal mm -hmm. right. and or hell like my wife is gone for the week because she's at Boulay I can't I can't sit there as vice president I can't sit there and say well I can't do any I can't do any HBCU con stuff until she gets home I gotta. Right keep pushing through because we've got we've got work to do so we we need people you need you need people who have that same mindset that you have that they want to see this through and make sure that come april 28th of 2023 the con is exactly where it needs to be so that when that day comes people can go ahead and get set up mm -hmm. the panels can run the 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 early events can run the way they're supposed to and then you can sit back and just put out little fires instead of major ones. All right. Okay. Yeah. Because mm -hmm. otherwise, oh. you're going to run around with your head chopped off like a chicken. Yeah. <laughs> or worse, wind up getting dragged on the internet or on the news or, you know, like that that's too. what you don't want. Like, you that don't want to yeah. have no scandals, yeah. no controversies, yeah. no. Like, that's what you want. You want people to have good things to say about yeah. your event. And their experiences. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. And then we one last, and then one last piece you, that you definitely want to have is the the knowledge and the ability to say, you know what, I need a break. That too. Whether whether it be a day or two, I need. I, hey, hey, team, I need a break just to get my mental back in order. So, can you guys handle what I, you know, what needs to be handled? Well, I'll take a couple of days off so I can refresh my, my, my refresh myself. Right. Or then, if something happens, like life happens, you know what I'm saying? Like right. we've had people who got sick or, you know, lost a loved one or, you know what I mean? And we understand that. Like, right. it's just like. Almost recently had babies. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like real recently. Mm -hmm. and, and, they're still, and they're still chugging along. Too. I'm like, yo. <laughs> Got to keep it pushing. Right. They really do. You know, like, literally and figuratively. Yeah. Right. right. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, yo. He's still, he's still in, he's literally still in the meetings and. An active duty military. And, and active, active, active duty military. Yeah. In every meeting. Mm -hmm. 
kid on the way. Well, not not kid here now, and he's yeah. in every meeting. Yeah, and already had like four kids. Before <laughs> that, so like, how are you even here, dude? Like, all mm. right, I'm not complaining, but how? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. So HBCU Con is you said April 28th through May. I'm sorry, I'm about to say because of this year it was April 29th through May 1st. But next yeah. year it is April 28th through April 30th because there's 30 days in April. Yeah. That's there just are. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> awesome. Um, and I already dropped the website, but are there mm -hmm. any other socials or any other place that you would like people to come find you? Um, we can be found pretty much anywhere as HBCU Con. Okay. Link tree. Hey. I'm sorry. Yeah, we have a link tree. We have a Twitch official HBCU Con, YouTube official yeah, HBCU Con. Everything else is pretty much at HBCU Con. Right. Um, HBCUCon.org is our website. Um, we have a Redbubble site where we, um, yeah, well, I, I, take, I take, we have a bookstore. Yes, if you go to Linktree. So if you go to our Linktree, you'll, you'll see the link for bookstore. You can go in there and, and buy some goodies. Um, oh, we'll have we'll have some goods we'll have some goodies um, with us at the con this week actually yeah at the con yeah, this sure. weekend. And Where are you guys going to be this weekend? We're going to be at TCon and so also bad. at the Black yeah. Greek um, nice. Black Greek Festival in DC. Both okay. of you guys will be in DC except two different sides of DC I think because I'll okay. be at the convention center with um, TCon and CC. Where's um, Black Greek? Black Greek Fest is at the Gateway DC on Martin Luther King. Yeah, so, yeah. And then um, the they're having the, the Brunch Olympics on Sunday uh, <laughs> at the Bullpen yeah. DC. Um, I don't really know what to expect. I've seen yeah. the TikTok videos and there's a girl, there was a woman rather in some white brunch boots and she was running on the track. So I'm like, is this really about to be like some Because <laughs> that would be hilarious. That's hilarious. But I don't know I, what to expect, but see, shout I was, out to Black Greek Fest. Shout running. out to Chelsea and Kwame. Chelsea's a Delta. Kwame's an Alpha. So shout out to them. I thought all, this was, I thought that was all about food. That too. Food trucks. I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Um, so we will be back on Saturday for our Shit Talk Saturday. And next week mm. is um, Jesus. I'm over here like looking for my calendar. <laughs> I'm all the way in that. April. What's next week, guys? Come on, Dre. Second part of our LGBT. We're doing um, Black Fay Day. We're gonna be interviewing the people from yeah. Black Fay Day That's and talking to them on Tuesday. Um, so that's super exciting. So until then, guys, stay safe, stay healthy, and stay unapologetically black. Have a great Aww. night. You too. Thanks, girl. Good night, y'all.